Welcome to the Shed Podcast. I am your host, Tia Marie Arnold. If you are a new visitor to the Shed, I just want to say welcome. If you are a returning visitor and listener and friend, I just want to say thanks for coming. Well, guys, let's jump right on into it. We are in the month of April. And April is Abortion Recovery Awareness Month. And I'm sharing that because there is a really cool event that's taking place on April 13th at 10 a.m. at Free Chapel Gainesville Campus. And it is called Life is Beautiful. And this event is hosted by Pastor Jensen and Sharice Franklin um, with special guests. Uh, Gianna Jessen, who is an abortion survivor, and the Katinas. And um, the really cool part about this event, so this event is about celebrating life. And they're going to be doing a healing ceremony where they will be releasing 3,000 butterflies. Um, and the healing ceremony is for those who have experienced the pain and grief of an an abortion. And I think that's really cool that this event is happening. So I wanted to share that since it is um, Abortion Recovery Awareness Month. Um, I really have a very short share. That's what I wanted to share as we jump into hearts. Um, I wanted to revisit our topic about guilt. So this is guilt part two. If you have not heard guilt part one, I definitely encourage you to take a listen to that. I share my testimony about um, how I was preparing to get married and it did not come, it did not happen. And it was the beginning of where I started to feel guilt and shame through relationship um, and how God helped me through that. Um, and I was really just transparent about the feelings that I felt walking through that. And it was it was a difficult time. But I also shared at the end of that that I was going to be sharing again that I wanted to continue to talk about this topic of guilt. And so today, since this is um, April and it is Abortion uh, Recovery Awareness Month, I wanted to share what uh, I walked through, which was an abortion and the guilt that haunted me for years. You guys be in prayer with me as I share this because it is a very uh, difficult, um, it was a very difficult experience, um, but it's also a part of who I am. It's also a part of what God has brought me through. And it's still, even though it happened, man, 20 uh, old am I? I'm not going to tell y'all, uh, but it has happened almost 20 years ago. Um, it still is something that breaks my heart and tugs on some emotions that sit dormant, you know? Um, so I do want to jump right into my story. So at the age of 19, um, I was not saved and I uh, was in college and just hanging out with people that I don't even know where they are today. Um, And it was, you know, it was just a wild time in my life. And I'm going to do my best um, to be completely transparent um, in sharing this because I feel like transparency is really important. Um, and for the sake of what we're talking about, which is guilt and shame, you, I want to just make sure you get every part of what 
I experienced and not uh, try to hide it for the sake of me, but to expose it for the sake of Christ. Um, So yeah, I was 19 and I was dating this guy. I can't even remember how many years. It was years that we had dated. Um, And we ended up, um, you know, being sexually active at 19 and I got pregnant. Um, In that, I was very ashamed that I got pregnant. I was um, afraid to tell anyone and just very disappointed in myself. I did grow up um, in a religion. It was not in a relationship with Christ. It was definitely religion. um, And I knew about rules and pretty much what not to do. And so I knew this was wrong, but I didn't understand um, a relationship with Christ and grace and, um, you know, repentance. And I mean, I didn't know that I can run to the father's arms and just be uh, who I am with him. I had, I I didn't know anything about that at the time. So I was searching, I was searching for myself. And, and so when this happened, immediately I I didn't know what to do. I kind of like didn't have in my mind what road I was going to go down. Um, but I knew I had to tell my mom. And so I remember I, I can literally go back to this moment where I said, okay, I got to go tell her. And uh, I walked into her room and I put my head down. I said, mom, I have to tell you something. And I didn't even have to say it. She said it. She said, you're pregnant, aren't you? And I just started crying. And I remember, um, and I'm going to do my best not to get emotional talking about this, but I remember my mother being the first example of the grace of God that I had ever seen. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know that it was God's grace, but she didn't yell at me. She didn't scream. She didn't kick me out of her room. She didn't turn her back. She said, it's going to be okay. And the love that she showed in that moment, I was not expecting it at all. Because like I said, we were at a church that was very judgmental and critical. And they threw guilt and shame on you. And it was just... You know, there was a lot of sin that was happening and a lot of people were getting pregnant. A lot of people were drinking in the pulpit. A lot of things were happening. Um, And, you know, if you ran with the right circle, then nothing would be said. But if you were outside of that circle, oh, it was going to be condemnation for sure. Um, And it it was the first time that I had experienced just a love that I did not deserve and was not expecting. Um, and so from there, and I, I can't remember all the details of, you know, the day by day, but I do remember sharing with, uh, the guy that I was dating, um, you know, that I had gotten pregnant and immediately it was, you can't have that baby. And I'm like, okay. You know, I wasn't expecting that response. You know, I, I was going to like, you know, let, let's go ahead and figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And, own responsibility and all of that. But he was like, absolutely not. 
and you're not having this child. I'm not going to support this child. And he he threatened pretty much that he was not going to ever be a part, ever support. Just it was it was so evil and it was very heartbreaking because, like I said, I had been with this person for a very long time. Um, and so I did. I felt I, I'm going to take full responsibility. I had the abro- abortion um, and it was, you know, at that time I didn't. I mean, I knew I had a choice, but I I think I was just so afraid of just the things that he was saying and the lack of support that I thought I was going to have based off of what he had said and being at 19 and just <sighs> dumb. Um, I, you know, I, I believed him, listened to him and I didn't have a relationship with God. So there was really not this um, support of, of a Christian foundation um, in my life uh, for me to hold on to. And man, I so wish that I did have it then, but it's a part of my story. Um, so Yes, I I ended up having the abortion and um and from that moment on my life changed in a very drastic way. Um I walked around feeling like I was a murderer and every time it came to July 2nd, every single time I would cry, my heart would break. I felt guilt, I felt shamed. I felt just unworthy and reminisced about what I did and how I really didn't want to do it. And it was very tough. It was very, very tough. Um, And so that was when I was 19. I ended up getting saved when I was 22. And um, I received Christ. And in receiving Christ and starting to get some understanding of the love of God, I still didn't have a full understanding of the grace of God and the truth of of Jesus, the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. I didn't have that full understanding. So a lot of me getting saved at 22 and knowing that I had did such a horrible thing that I carried just that title on me. No one gave it to me. I gave it to myself. Um, Then it became me trying to earn God's love. And it was never very clear that she didn't have to earn it. Um, But I, in my mind, figured I still have to earn God's love because of what I've done. I have to make my life right. I have to dedicate myself to Christ. Um, and, and it was, it was in works. It was in works and performance. Um, I didn't quite, um, understand, you know, what it meant to be loved unconditionally at that time. So for many, many years, I did not share, um, my testimony Um, There was probably one time that I shared it and it was a great response. And I and that was kind of like the inkling that I got like, okay, because I was still kind of new as a believer. And so it was like, well, 
I can overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. So that was very, that was like the first time that I had experienced like, wow, like people didn't, they didn't turn their back on me like my mom, you know, they actually embraced my testimony and, and some women even, you know, said that was me and I understand where you were and everything. So it really was like, okay, I could share if I wanted to share, but I still was around so much um, that you had to like, you got to earn God's love. You got to live this way. You got to be perfect. You got to that. And I know I wasn't perfect. And I know what I did was not perfect. And so I never felt worthy enough to share my testimony. Um, but as I, you know, later on in life, I I got married and had my my children. And I really started digging into God's word even more and really started to embrace the grace of God. And listen, I know, I, I mean, I've had a pastor's wife tell me before, like, you just take this grace thing a little too far. And I'm like, how could you ever take grace a little too far? Like, if you really like understand it, it's not, what does that even mean? You know, like, I take grace seriously because of my past. I understand that I definitely did not deserve the love of God. I did not deserve Jesus dying on the cross. I I mean, that was a the fact that Jesus loved me so much that he died for me, the fact that God could love me after I did what I did and and tell me that my sins are no longer, that they're washed away and that I am right with Christ now. And I'm, I mean, I'm right with God and I am a new creation. The fact that that could even happen to me, I'm sorry, I can't take this. What do you mean take this grace thing too seriously? It is serious. It's serious to me because of what I did and what I walked through and what I should have got that I didn't get, the penalty that I should have gotten for what I did. So I do take grace very seriously. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I do. And so, um, but when I started to embrace that and I started to realize like, okay, God doesn't love me based off of what I do or don't do or what I've done and what I haven't done. He loves me because of Jesus, because I accepted his son. So now he loves me unconditionally. He gives me unmerited favor. And not only does he give me that, but then he gives me his spirit to empower me to live right. I really started to embrace that. And I really um, let that become my identity. I no longer wore the name of murderer any longer. I had to take that off, but it wasn't easy. And I realized, I want to say maybe even a uh, two years ago, I realized I was listening to um, Sarah Jakes. It was one of her books on audio. And as I was listening to it, and this may sound crazy to you, but I had kind of forgotten that I did that. I had kind of forgotten about the abortion. I had kind of like stuffed it away because now coming into um, the Christian circles and I'm a worship pastor and children's pastor and I'm this full time ministry, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, abortion is wrong. It is wrong. And so you hear about how wrong it is so much that it actually became no longer was I wasn't questioning any longer if God loved me, but then it became the shame of, can I ever share 
what I did because it is so uh, despised. Um, the, the word abortion is like, you can't even talk about it. And so I started kind of, I started stuffing it, hiding under a rock, feeling like, okay, I can minister as long as I don't share. I know I'm, I know I'm good with God, but am I good with people? I know that God already knows what I did and he's using me right now. But if I share this with, with my fellow believers, will they receive me? And I feel like we really got to be careful about that. The part of me sharing this, and I'm a little distracted because I'm having a little bit of technical issues, but I feel like that's just the enemy trying to stop me from sharing this. So I, like I said, y'all just be in prayer with me, but I feel like we have to be really careful um, because we all have a past. We all have things that we've done that we are not proud of and God has forgiven us, but we we kind of magnify this sin over that sin and we magnify this mistake over that mistake. And so when people make a mistake in that particular arena, then it makes them feel like, well, I can't share. But listen here, believers, we're supposed to share. Not only do we overcome, but I also believe it opens up the eyes of those that are hurting. It heals their heart. It allows them to see the grace of God and the love of God on their life that they can say, man, she walked through that and God, you're still using her. You love her, even though she did what she did. It really shows the heart of our father. But if we don't feel, if we don't create a safe place for people to share what they've been through, for people to share their mistakes, for people to talk about their past completely unafraid and unashamed, then we're we're shutting we're shutting the mouths of these powerful tools, these powerful testimonies. And I believe that's what the enemy wants us to do. So I did. I carried that. If so, it went from just guilt and shame of of what I did to now, like just being afraid. That's what it was. It was fear, afraid to share because of of what I heard and the things that believers said that they didn't know that I had walked through abortion. So the things that they would say about someone who did, man, hurt, it hurt. But this podcast, yes, is for me to share, but it's also for me to encourage you that you cannot let people's opinions make you afraid to share your testimony you can't be afraid. You have to trust God with it and know that it it's what makes you beautiful. And the biggest thing that tries to stop you from sharing is guilt and shame. And it may be guilt and shame that you put on yourself, or it may be guilt and shame that someone else has put on you. But I believe today that God wants your heart to heal. I carried that for so long and my emotions today now is that I'm thankful that God got me out of it. It was a heavy load to carry. I carried it. I didn't give it to God. I carried it because I felt like I deserved to carry it. And even after knowing about the grace of God, When I had to sit in the congregation and hear people talk about 
the truth of abortion, that it is wrong. It wasn't that they were purposely trying to make me feel some sort of way, but I still, it just triggered that guilt on me. And I had to learn how to give it to God. And so I thank God as I sit here today, I'm no longer carrying that he took it from me. It was a burden that I thought I would carry for the rest of my life. And one that I would suffer through every July 2nd. But now, I don't suffer anymore on July 2nd. I don't suffer anymore when I hear it. If anything, it's a great reminder. Tell your story. If you get a chance, Tia, share it. That's what I have to tell myself. Share it. That's how you overcome your guilt and your shame, by sharing it. That's how you defeat the enemy, by sharing it. Even if you got to cry your way through it, it doesn't matter. Share it. That guilt and that shame that tries to haunt you is not something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what you've done. I don't care if if you're in a jail cell listening to this or if you're in a hospital room because you put yourself in there by, you know, abusing substance. It does not matter. One of the things that I feel like God gave me was a gift of being able to go to um, this uh, recovery place called Teen Challenge. And even though I didn't, I didn't have a problem with, you know, substance abuse, it was the stories of where these people um, have been, what happened in their life that made them make the decision that they made. And, you know, some of them, some are definitely more uh, just justified or more dramatic, or I don't know if justified was the right word, but um, some some of the reasons why people turned were definitely more um, uh, understanding, I guess, than others and whatever. But I, I love the fact that they shared and to hear that they had no guilt or shame as they shared and hear how they overcame and hear and to hear how God restored their family and restored their lives. And every time I was in there, it would just be like God was wrapping his arms around me and saying, that's what this is about. That's what this is about. And I, I mean, the spirit and the presence of God that fills the room when Someone says, you know what, God, use me, allow me to be a vessel, no matter how dumb of a decision I made in my past, no matter how bad I was, no matter how uh, how ridiculous I I looked or made my family looked or whatever, uh, no matter how much of an outcast I was or a misfit I was, God, use me, use me. I'm going to share what I did so that you can get the glory and his presence is always there because that's what it's about. We are not perfect at all. And I remember being a young Christian looking at, you know, these glorified believers, you know, those people that just were either on somebody's platform or they had this or they had that and looking at them and just wondering like, do they sin? Do they struggle? Do they? And and because I never hear it, you know, when I did sin or when I did struggle, 
I felt like, oh God, I'm going to get punished. And, you know, Lord forbid, I got a flat tire that week. It was like, oh, this is God punishing me. And, oh, I didn't, I didn't pray enough this week. Or I did, you know, having all of that on me because I never was surrounded around people who shared that, Hey, I'm screwed up too. And I'm not doing what I'm doing because of me. I'm doing what I'm doing because of Christ. Yes, that's what it's about. And so I want to be, I feel like this is my time and my opportunity, and I'm going to dedicate it for the rest of my life to share what I did. And by the way, this ain't the only stupid thing I've done. Um, but it, it was the most it was it was the most um, ashamed thing that I did. It was absolutely, and and so I'm like, I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta overcome. And I believe that every time I share, and every time that you share, you're overcoming. And so I want us to go into encouragements. And my encouragement to you is that there is life after an abortion. There is life after um, any sin that you've committed, anything that you've done. There's life after it, because when you are in Christ, when you are in Christ, now we're talking about being in Christ. You are a new cre. You are a new creation. You are a new creature. The Holy Spirit is now making you more like Christ, more like God, more in his image. And so you got to believe that. And I know that's hard uh, when you have done things that are disturbing to even talk about. You know, when you've done things that are just uh, considered, you know, the most ridiculous sin ever in certain circles, it does not matter. You got to stand on God's word. You know, I heard today, um, actually been hearing this a lot this week, but about facts and truth. Okay. The fact is, yes, I had an abortion. That is the fact. But the truth is, I am not a murderer. The truth is, I am a new creation. The truth is, God does love me. The truth is that Jesus' blood has covered my sin. That is the truth. That's what I'm going to stand on. Does that mean that the facts are not real? They're real. There are records out there that that's what I did. Yes, I did it. I did it. And am I happy about it? Absolutely not. I still sometimes cry about it when I share it because it was painful, because it was something that I did not want to do. And I did it anyway. I did it out of fear. I did it out of ignorance. I did it out of just, I don't know. I I can't find any other adjectives and other descriptions of why I did what I did, but I did it. But that does not mean just because I did that is not, that does not mean that's who I am. That's not who I am because I gave my life to Christ. So you got to stand on the truth of God's word, not on your facts. And I know that is so, um, that's not, uh, how the world operates. That's not in the culture that we live in, but who cares? We stand on the word of God because the word of God is truth. And so I want to encourage you with that, that there is life after your sin. There is life after the guilt and shame that you carried. You don't have to carry it. You can still find purpose in your life if you give that thing to Christ. And so one of the scriptures that I want to um, share with you 
is Psalms 139, uh, starting at verse 13. It says, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. We got to believe that. And that, again, that was Psalms 139, uh, uh, verse 13 and 14. I have to tell this to myself. I can't recite this verse, uh, you know, all the time, but there's truth in this verse. The truth in this verse is God created my innermost being. God created your innermost being and he knit you together in your mother's womb. And so we can praise him because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the truth. We have to stand on the truth and not the fact that I screwed up. I was ignorant. I was selfish. I was fearful. Yes, those are the facts. But the truth is, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Another truth that I want to share with you And this is, um, these are scriptures that I'm reading. um, uh, I want to say they're the NIV. This is Romans 5, verse 4 and 5. It says, And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. That's the truth, ladies and gentlemen, that we are dearly loved by God and he has given us his spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So no matter how much hate you may have had in the past, how much things you have done to your body, to yourself, to your family or to anyone else that showed hate and showed uh, bitterness and and whatever else might have been creeping in your heart. When you gave your life to Christ and you accepted him as Lord and Savior, then God's love now fills your heart through the Holy Spirit. And that the things that we go through and the things that we went through even before we were saved were to develop our character. It's what makes us who we are today. That's the truth. And so I want to encourage you again to stand on God's truth, not on your facts, and to know that there is life after the things that you've done. Let's let go of guilt and shame. If you are carrying that thing today, I speak to it right now and I tell it to leave in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you're going to rise up above the pain and the heartache, the shame and the guilt that you've been carrying. You will rise above it, not in your own strength, but the strength of God that's in you and that you will spread your wings soar and that you will share your testimony so that you can overcome and so that you can be a doorway for others. You are leading others to Christ when you share what you've done and how God's love has restored you. You're being 
a doorway for others to see the love of God in a world where it's so dark and and um and and it's it's being criticized to follow Christ and all this other stuff. We're crazy and these people of faith and blah 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 blah. You're being a doorway. You are a testimony. You are the evidence of God's love when you share. It has to go beyond yourself. And so as we go into D declarations, as we close out this podcast, um, I really want to speak this over you. I want you to speak it over yourself. I'm actually going to say it and then I would love for you to repeat after me. And I want you to say it um, with conviction. I want you to believe it, even though you may not 100 percent feel it in faith. Declare it over your life. I declare that my life is blessed, my heart is healed. I am the head and not the tail. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. My past is forgiven and I am made new in Christ. I will not let guilt and shame Overtake me. I will walk in victory and be secure in who I am in Christ. My past is over, and today is a new day. Amen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, today is a new day. Guilt and shame no longer have its hold on you. And I am excited that you are going to start walking in victory. You're going to start sharing your testimony. You're going to start being a light if you're not already are. And I pray that me sharing this um, has blessed you. Again, if there was any technical difficulties, I do apologize, but I do feel like it was important for me to share. And I was trying to keep my head in the game so that I can be used by God and share my testimony. And again, don't forget about the event um, April 13th at 10 a.m. at Free Chapel Gainesville campus called Life is Beautiful. Um, I think it would be awesome if you did walk through abortion and you are still struggling. You're like, Tia, I hear you. Um, but I'm just not there right now. You know, maybe it's fresh. Maybe you're, uh, you're, you just did it and, or you're a teenager and you don't know what to do with your emotions. Listen, reach out to me. You can find my information on the website, reach out to me. I, I believe that God has anointed me and called me to talk about this issue because I understand the pain and the guilt, um, and the shame that, is, is come strong with making a, a decision like that and then regretting it, the regret. Oh my gosh. I didn't even get a chance to talk about that. Just, oh yeah. I, 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 maybe I, maybe I need to continue. Maybe I need to talk about it a little bit more on another podcast, but I get it. I get the regret of it all. And, just, and so how it's, it's not easy to just be like, okay, you know, I'm over it now. Like it's not like that because it's a life and you, you, you will continue to periodically just have those thoughts of, I wonder how old my child would have been, you know, today or 
what, what my child would look like or what my life would have been. And you're going to have those those questions and, and those emotions are going to overtake you. But I hope I gave you a good seed to hold on to that. You got to stand on the truth of God's word and you cannot stand on the facts. You have to know that he loves you and that you can still have a beautiful life after the after the decision that you made and the regret that you feel and um and and God's got you. He's got you. And what you walk through can be such a blessing to someone else to share it, you know. But I am here. I am here if you need me, please reach out to me. Um so guys, I thank you. I know this was a pretty intense and heavy podcast. Um, but I thank you for listening to it and, you know, being a support to this podcast. It really means a lot to me. And I pray that you guys have a great week. Bye-bye.